You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. Eoch Tanuyap. Kwiget Yuans Kwiens Na. Hi, everybody. My name is Kwiget Yuans. I'm a member of the Squamish Nation and the Yagalanis Clan of the Haida Nation. You're listening to Co-op Radio, CFRO 100.5 FM. We live, work, play, and broadcast from the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territories of the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh Nations. This episode is going to be about the Vancouver Folk Music Festival, which is happening July 14th to 16th at Jericho Beach. So much fun. I volunteer every year. But first, let's put on our theme song, Possibilities by Key Sarah. The song you just heard was Possibilities by Key Sarah. Key Sarah is a mother-daughter duo from Ontario, and the daughter who is singing is on the autism spectrum. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. This episode is going to be about the Vancouver Folk Music Festival, which is happening July 14th to 16th at Jericho Beach. And I'm going to be talking about the accessibility at the Folk Fest with Kay, who is one of the accessibility coordinators. Thank you so much, Kay, for being on my show. Off the bat, why is accessibility so important 
for the Folk Fest? Well, I think that everyone has a right to come and access their local folk music festival. We are the folk, and so everyone should be able to join. And it is great to have a community that is welcoming of all people and that is willing and able to provide spaces and assistance for them to come and enjoy a part of Vancouver's cultural scene. I never heard of that, that idea of, like, we are the folk. We need to have accessibility provided to us because we're attending yeah. the local scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we should have the right to go everywhere. And so it is important that places are welcoming and accommodating and are able to give access to those places. Let us have as much fun as everybody else. Exactly. I mean, this is the highlight of my summer, and I know it's the highlight of a lot of other people's summers, and that's fantastic. And being able to like have that access and as low barrier as possible mm-hmm. is exactly what we need. It's a, the, one of the highlights for my summer, too. And of course, every year making those a lantern. Yes, l- lanterns are great. We, lo- we Everybody loves the lanterns. Everybody loves the lanterns. And we're right beside each other, too. We are, yeah. Which is even better. I pop my nose in every year. You do, but you're more than welcome. How does the Folk Fest do accessibility? How does the Folk Fest provide accessibility? Well, we've got a lot of moving pieces that in different areas that we provide access for. So first up, right when you come to the festival, we have a separate gate that is more easier to access. It's on a paved road, so you don't need to go over grass or down a hill if you have a mobility issue. It also helps you avoid the longer lines and the bigger crowds if, the, if standing in line is something that you struggle with. Um we once you're in the festival site, we have our access tent, which provides um, wheelchair loans. We also have a respite area that if people are overwhelmed and they need a place to lie down or a place to do personal care things, um, we have a, 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 a curtained off area for that. Uh, we also provide um priority seating areas at all of the stages so that if you are in a wheelchair or you need a full-size chair instead of one of the lower festival chairs, we have a spot for you where you can come and sit and you aren't going to be having to get through crowds or anything like that. It's full access. Um, Yes. So place a separate gate, a separate tent for just to calm down or any medical needs, any access needs as well. Yeah, our wheelchair, yeah, our wheelchair loan program is out of there too. So if you don't have your own wheelchair, like say if you didn't, if you don't need one in your daily life, but you know, t- an hours at the festival is going to push you beyond your physical limit, or if you're going to need some help there, you can book, come and borrow one for free. Which and is wonderful. Yeah. And so you can come and borrow one of those around the festival site. Uh, we don't charge for them. So and then you just, yeah, and so it's, you are able to kind of get around more easily. And I saw it online, I think through the Instagram account of the Folk Fest that it was donated, the wheelchair. Yes. So we, there's a company that is, they're, they're great. They are, they loan out, they loan wheelchairs to us for the weekend. And yeah, they do that free of charge and we are very grateful to them. Which is even better yes. to be able to not have to pay for extra stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We know that a lot of people on dis- with disabilities are on fixed incomes and that coming to the Folk Fest at all is something that should not have to stretch their budget. They shouldn't have to spend more money than the average person to come and access our festival. Uh, we also have uh, wheelchair accessible wash um, porta potties as part scattered throughout the parks so if people need to use those as well that's also very important to have the wheelchair accessible porta potties yeah, yes no so a place is not fully accessible if you cannot use the washroom when you need to so that's huge i've seen that those and porta potties everywhere and mm-hmm. uh wheelchair 
accessible porta potty right beside the access tent. Yes, and there are others scattered throughout the park. So pretty much every time there is a bank of regular porta potties, there are also two wheelchair access porta potties. It cuts down the barrier a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is exactly what we need. Mm-hmm. Do you provide stim toys? We don't. That's an interesting idea, though. I'll have to bring it up and see what we can do. But yeah, right now we don't. One of those things. Yeah. What have been some of the highlights slash positives since being the coordinator of the accessibility? Uh, I think it's just coming back year after year. You start to get to know people who come and access our services and you kind of get to start to see them as they kind of come to the festival every year and you start to come and you're able to kind of chat with them about like what's going on. And it's great to see people enjoying themselves. And it's a lot of fun. Oh, it is. Meeting people year after year after year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To get ready for the Vancouver Folk Music Festival happening July 14th to 16th, 2023 at Jericho Beach. Let's play the song My Walking Stick by Jim Burns featuring Paul Rigby and the Sojourners. Jim Burns is a folk and blues musician. Even though he is from the United States, he is now living in Vancouver, which is great. He is a local musician and he is a gifted actor and guitarist, singer, songwriter and interpreter. And he has worked with the Vancouver Adaptive Music Society. This is a tune that's called My Walking Stick, and it goes like this.
that would be something I just could never explain You know the thing that makes me click up Makes me click in lover's lane If I was ever caught without my cane anywhere because there will be more on the self-advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. Vancouver Cooperative Radio is an innovative, non-profit community radio station with a mission to produce creative and engaging programming for communities whose voices are underrepresented in the mainstream media. We need your financial support to help us achieve this mission. By donating today, you will help us to continue to provide training and access to equipment for over 300 volunteers who produce 140 hours of original programming in over 10 languages. Our radio station is located in the heart of the downtown east side, and since 1975, we have celebrated the rich cultural diversity of the greater Vancouver area through our arts, music, and spoken word programming. Please support alternative community-based radio. Donate today by visiting coopradio.org forward slash donate or calling 604-684-8494. That's 604-684-8494. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Alison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Alison Mira. This episode is all about the Vancouver Folk Music Festival, which is happening July 14th to 16th at Jericho Beach. Right now I'm talking with Kay, who is one of the accessibility coordinators for the Vancouver Folk Festival. Changing the tables a little, what have been some of the more difficult slash hardships of coordinating all of this accessibility? Well, I think it's making sure that we work with the festival office and the public to make sure that we people really understand what we're doing. 99% of the people who come to the festival are fantastic. They get it. But there's always going to be somebody who's like, what is going on? Why do these people get to be right here? Like, why is this going on? And so it's really kind of trying to make sure that we are able to explain and to do outreach to those people because a lot of times even those people once you explain it to them they get it right they are really happy that we're here they and it's just making sure that we do that outreach and making sure that we are continued to be seen as valuable and as a central part of the folk festival it's those people that don't understand what's mm-hmm. going on and why yeah. there's accessibility yes i also noticed that there's asl interpretation as well with some of oh them. yes yeah mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I know. And that's a big, yeah, we are really proud to be able to do that um, and to give that kind of accessibility. And I think it's really appreciated by um, the people who use it. And I think a lot of people think it's just neat coming to to have it. I know that I've been to sets where the musicians are really quite pleased by the ASL. They think it's great as well. And it's part of the the experience. It is, yeah. Now, does the Folk Fest have to pay for ASL or? We do, yes. So ASL interpreters are paid professionals. We do pay for it out of, it's part of the festival budget. I mean, I don't have any control about how much money, how the money works. Um, but yeah, it is paid for by the festival. Which is important to be able to pay for some of the services as well. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, people should be paid for their work. And these are trained professionals who do this, who do this interpretation in other places. And they are very gracious to come, but they deserve to be paid. And so, and they are. And they are. They are being paid. And I also noticed this year that Jim Burns is coming as well. Yes. And he's part of the Vancouver Adoptive Music Society. Oh, is he? I did not know that. I mean, I one of those little tidbits. Nice. I didn't know that there was an Adaptive Music Society, so that's great. And, of course, the Vancouver Adaptive Music Society was started by two men, and I forgot one of the guy's names. I have interviewed him, and Sam Sullivan. Oh, okay. Yes, I think I've heard of him. He was the mayor of Vancouver. Ah, yes. I'm I'm a suburban kid, so. (laughs) Oh, yeah. One of those things you're like, who's he again? Yeah, (laughs) <laughs> but we have a musician who's also so disabled this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that yeah, that's really great. I think Jim Burns comes comes through every few years. That I I think I've I've seen him before, and you know he's great. And highlighting people with disabilities on stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, yeah, that's really yeah, that's really great too. One of those little insiders, right? Yeah. What's your favorite part of going to the folk fest? It's really the people like I, I mean, the music is great and I love going to see different artists that I would never think to go and see, but I've been doing this for, oh gosh, 15 years. And so I have a lot of friends at the folk festival, people that I don't generally see at during the rest of my life. And I just like to come back and see the people, both the volunteers, the people, the, um, the patrons that I see regularly. Yeah, that it really, yeah, the people are my favorite part, really. The people are my favorite part as well. And seeing the little kids and their eyes light up during the I know, yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah. And those eyes just go so wide. It's so much fun. How did you get into doing the accessibility committee and becoming one of the accessibility coordinators? So um, I started at volunteering at the Folk Festival because I had a friend in university who wanted to volunteer. And I did Little Folks for three years um, just because that's what she wanted to do. Um, and then I transitioned to accept and then she decided that she wanted to do accessibility for a year and so I came over with her she doesn't volunteer anymore but I stuck around and so and then just there was a bit of a changeover with volunteers you know people move on they want to do other things and so I got asked if I would do it and I've been doing it ever since oh wow just being referred by a friend to do it pretty much yeah like I said I live in Burnaby I had never been to the folk festival before before she got me into it and so and once I was here I was I just was like this is where I want to be this is what I want to do in my summer yeah and people from all over like the city come they do yeah and even farther afield every year we get a lot some requests about our wheelchair access parking spots and whether or not they can do out of province or out of the country wheelchair tags and of course we're like absolutely we don't care where your um, access parking pass comes from but like every couple of years we get questions about that it's even better to have those parking passes and being able to have parking for accessibility yeah so yes so we also have that um a row in the parking lot that's right next to the access gate um, and the community committee that runs the parking throughout the area. They are fantastic about finding places to park that even if the wheelchair access is full, they will often really, they go above and beyond to find 
parking for people, you know, who need it. That is so important to be able to see, have the other communities as well Mm -hmm. pitch in. Yeah. What are the volunteers comprised of? Are they mostly people with disabilities? Are they not? What things do the volunteers in the accessibility committee do? Oh, so we have a mix of people with disabilities of all sorts, um, as well as people who don't have disabilities. And of course, there are people with disabilities scattered on other committees as well. Um, although we are, of course, welcoming of people with disabilities on our committee. If you have a disability and you want to volunteer at the festival, you don't have to come to us if you don't want to. There's lots of other committees that do lots of really interesting things, and there are people with disabilities on a lot of them. Um, so on our committee, so we run our gate. So our gate is a fully functional gate. We sell tickets and things, um, at our gate as well. Um, so they run our computer. So they run the computers and they sell tickets and they wristband people. Um, we also have our tent that has our wheelchair loan program. And so people monitor that as well as being available for answering questions, giving directions, things like that. And then we have somebody at all of our stages our stage areas, just being available to help people in and out to make sure that, you know, everything is going smoothly. And, and also accessibility security. Yes. So uh, there is a second set, a a second committee that is attached to us that has, um, that is our accessibility committee, accessibility security committee. And they help, they do the function of our security committee except with regards to our access areas, especially as it gets later at night and things get dark um, and being able to maintain space boundaries becomes a little bit more challenging and they do an excellent job as well. So there's a lot of different parts for someone who wants to be part of the accessibility committee. Yes, we have a lot of moving pieces. We do a lot of things. We're actually a rather large committee in, in the festival itself. Which is a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Getting to meet all of them as well. Yeah. 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 We work with a really great group of people and we couldn't do it without all of the volunteers that we have. Oh, yeah. It's on the backs of all of us volunteers. It is. Yeah. To get ready for the Vancouver Folk Music Festival happening July 14th to 16th. 2023 at Jericho Beach. Let's put on La Llorona by Las Cafeteras. And I'm getting very excited to see them on stage. Las Cafeteras are remixing roots music with modern day trompadors. They are from east of the lost Angeles River. They are a sonic explosion of Afro-Mexican rhythms, electronic beats, and powerful rhythms that document the stories of a community seeking to build a world where many worlds fit.
las flores llorona, las flores del campo santo. that don't go anywhere because there will be more on the self-advocate on cfro co-op radio 100.5 fm with your host allison klein hi everyone i'm derek white sky cloud from at matters radio i'm on wednesday nights at five o'clock Vancouver Cooperative Radio is an innovative non-profit radio station and recording studio with a mission to produce creative and engaging programming for communities whose voices are unrepresented in the mainstream media. We need your financial support to help us achieve this mission. By donating today, you'll help us to continue providing access to training and equipment for over 300 volunteers who produce over 140 hours of original programming in over 10 languages. We strive to provide programming that does not discriminate against people on the grounds of sex, race, age, class, ability, orientation, or anything else. Since 1975, we have celebrated the rich cultural diversity of the greater Vancouver area through our arts, our music, and spoken word program. Donate today by visiting coopradio.org or calling 604-684-8494. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. I am talking about the Vancouver Folk Music Festival, which is happening July 14th to 16th at Jericho Beach, and I'm talking about accessibility with Kay, who is one of the accessibility coordinators. Last year, I interviewed Tal, 
who is the other accessibility coordinator. And so now that you're the accessibility coordinator for the Vancouver Folk Fest, have you seen a lot of the changes over the years since starting this role? So the accessibility committee has existed almost since the Folk Fest inception. I think there were a couple of years where we didn't have, where there wasn't one, but then it, it started pretty early. Um, and it really kind of started with, um, at a much smaller scale. When I joined, we had our gate, we had our wheelchair loan program and our tent, and we kind, we had set aside areas, but they weren't staffed by volunteers and they were kind of just basically left to be self-managed. So you, if you had an accessibility need, you were more than welcome to use them, but there was no one there to really explain what the area was or to make sure that people who didn't need it weren't in it. So over the years, we've kind of evolved different, we've tried different ways of doing things and different configurations of setting up those areas. Um, and we've settled on what we have now, wherein they are staffed from the beginning of the day to the end of the day um, with somebody who's there to explain what they are, to kind of just be around, to help people in and out, to um, educate the public about what it is and why it's there. Um, things like that. Um, we've also expanded our wheelchair loan programs. So we do more wheelchairs. Oh, we actually started doing electric scooters the other day or a couple of years ago. So we have like one it. So I wouldn't count on getting it, but it, there is one. Um, the oh, last year. And I think I'm pretty sure we're getting it this year. Um, we used to do um, Braille programs, but no one ever used them, so we kind of stopped. And then when the electronic programs came in, they kind of – that combined with the fact that really we, we'd get the programs and nobody would come and get them, uh, we kind of stopped doing that. But the electronic program works with screen readers and everything like that as well. And do you work with any of the blind communities at all, or – it's a music um, festival. Yeah, um, we haven't really. I think um, that is probably something that we should maybe reach out to do. I know we have visually impaired people who come through the festival site, um, but I don't think we've done a lot of networking. One of those things where like, you have to think of so many different moving parts. There is. And of course, the disability community is so vast that I think it, can take some time to really um, make sure that you accommodate everybody. It, it is, there's a vast array of needs. And so we really do have to make sure that we try and accommodate as many people as possible. Um, but yeah, as a committee, I think we've definitely grown since I have been here in terms of um, the manpower that we use, um, the expansion of our services. Um, yeah. What are you looking forward for this year? I'm just happy we're here for a while there. I really didn't think we were going to, um, going to make it back this year. So I'm really just happy to be back. Uh, again, I'm happy to see all the people that I know because that would have been the, the really hard thing for me is not getting to see all the people that I see every year. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see people again this year as well and make my lanterns. As yes. Well. Yeah. Lanterns are good. By the end of the lanterns, we, we're all tired because we've all paper mached and glued mm -hmm. and glued and glued. They're so nice, though. Like, they really show how much work you all put into them. And then, oh, my goodness. By the end of it, you're like, oh, this is why we do it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you can really tell because that how much, like, care and attention you guys put into them because... Like, you don't have to make the spaceship or whatever, right? You could just do a simpler design. But no, people are just going to do these really complex things. And it's it's fantastic. The, the person who does the spaceship, Jeannie, mm -hmm. she is really into sci-fi. Yeah. And she's one of the Lantern Committee coordinators. Ah, okay. And, you know, by the end of it, it's like, Jeannie, okay, why not? Of course. I mean, it's great. I love, I love the diversity of different kinds of lanterns in there. It is fantastic. 
I do something totally opposite because I, I'm like, how much time do I have? How much mm-hmm. time, if I don't have enough time, I'm not going to make it. Yeah, I know. My friend who I started volunteering with, she spent a year on lanterns and she enjoyed it, but she did talk about how much uh, it was a lot about how much work she put into her lantern. And hers was like, because it was her first year, it was pretty simple. But yeah, yeah. but it was good. So much fun. This year I'm making a raindrop. Nice. I will keep an eye out for it. And it's going to be rainbow colored. Okay. I will keep an eye out for sure. And I thought raindrop will be simple. Yeah. Not Not so so much. much. Oh, yeah. Is it the curves? It's probably the curves, right? It's the curves. And so I'm now just papering it. Yeah. And it's two weeks away. Two weeks Mm -hmm. away. Yep. Yep. Two weeks, 15 days. And so I'm like, oh, no, do I have enough time to paper this? Yeah. But, you know, why not? Yeah, of course. It's great. It'll be great. <laughs> It'll be so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, last year, one of the other volunteers spent almost all festival in the tent, in the shack, we call oh. it. And we had to force her to eat. Oh, no. Was she finishing? She was finishing. Oh, man. You can tell we love lanterns. Yeah, yeah. The love in those lanterns is very apparent. Oh, yeah. It's one of those special things. Yeah. To get ready for the Folk Music Festival happening July 14th to 16th at Jericho Beach, let's put on the Jailer Jailer by the High Bar Gang. The High Bar Gang is from BC as well. Since forming in the summer of 2010, the seven members have been bringing their unique and vibrant take on old-time bluegrass to folks across Western Canada. So I'm also very excited to watch this band perform live.
one more thing, Jeter. You know my truck is bigger than your truck. I said my truck is bigger than your truck. Your truck is out of luck, cause my truck loves to keep on trucking. Hey, Jayla, Jayla, throw a key. Jayla, Jayla, throw a key. Jayla, Jayla, don't send me free. Hey, Jayla, With that, don't go anywhere because there will be more on the Solve Advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. Hello, music lovers. This is Jim Burnett, and I'm here to tell you about the great Roots music shows that air every Sunday right here on Vancouver Co-op Radio. Things get started at 11 a.m. and roll right on through till 5.30 p.m. And the shows are all over the map. One o'clock jump, In the Pines, and What the Folk, What's Not to Like. So tune in every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. for the best in Roots music. That's every Sunday from 11 a.m. to 5.30 p.m. Where else? Right here at Vancouver Co-op Radio, 100.5 FM and at www.coopradio.org. All roots music, all the time. You're listening to The Self-Advocate on CFRO. Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. I am talking with Kay, one of the accessibility coordinators for the Vancouver Folk Music Festival, which is happening July 14th to 16th at Jericho Beach. For anyone with a disability, who wants to volunteer or attend the folk fest, what's one piece of advice you would give to them? Oh, I just, if you want to volunteer, come on down. We There's there's something for everybody and you are more than welcome. And if you want to just come and enjoy the music, please do. It's, it's a great weekend. Um, just, yeah, just come on down and wear sunscreen please <laughs> wear sunscreen definitely wear sunscreen yeah for sure and it, there's something for everyone there is I, yeah there's oh oh I don't know how many committees there are exactly but there's a lot so if you want to oh I don't know if you want to do lanterns you can do lanterns there's um administrative things to do there's um gate access if you like working with the public and selling tickets there's um the um festival transportation if you like to drive places or even if you want to drive one of those little golf carts that's around um I'll, i always think that might be a fun committee to do one year when i'm tired of what, walking around the site maybe i'll do that uh, <laughs> um there's committees that work with performers there's committees that work with the artisan people and the community tables and just so much so many different things there's so many things and something for everyone I think so yeah and Um, yeah and you still get to be part of this great big thing that we all do together and that sense of community is fantastic 
And you get to meet so many different people. Yeah, from all over the plate, from all over the province, from all over. Yeah, it's just, it is, there's, there's nothing else like it, I think. No, there's nothing else like this. For the future, what do you hope for the future for the Folk Fest and accessibility slash the disability community? Well, for Folk Fest, I hope that we're just able to keep doing what we're doing. I know we had we had a big scare this year about whether about its future. And so I really just hope that we are able to come together as a community, not just us, but like the greater Vancouver community to be able to figure out how to keep this cultural institution going um, for the next 40 odd years. Um, and for oh, for the accessibility community i hope committee i hope that we are able to kind of keep doing what we're doing and to find new ways to help support the accessibility community if people come to the festival and they have suggestions or things that they think we should try like please just let us know um either the accessibility committee itself or there are ways to submit um suggestions and feedback to the festival office as well if people want to see more or different things, they're more than welcome to do that. Um, yeah. Let's hope this keeps on running. And- yes. That, that is my one hope this year. My, my big, or my big hope this year that um, we just, that the festival as a, as a whole manages to figure out a way to make it in these, you know, kind of troubling economic times where, I mean, I know there's a lot of pressure on a lot of things and I really hope that we can pull it together and keep going let's hope we keep going because I was so disappointed when they said oh first council I'm like oh no and, and then to stand the, the society that's the one that really got me like I was like okay so maybe we can't do festival every year maybe it turns it right but when they said they were going to disband the whole society I, I was pretty scared because that's not easy to come back from no Oh gosh, no. But then they came back. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the outpouring of like support from the general like community was really heartwarming to see and to see that a lot of people who maybe hadn't come to the festival in a while or who maybe had never been, but had heard about it were really, were really, um, disappointed at the idea that it was going to go away and we're able to kind of come out and support it was really it was really nice it was really nice how can the listener find the accessibility for the folk fest and find the folk fest in general so they have a website at thefestival.bc.ca. That is the best way to get a hold of, to find um, general information. Um, we have a section in the in the FAQ section that details some of the uh, list, some of the services that we offer. Um, you can also send us an email. We have an e- an accessibility email address that comes directly to our committee. It is accessibility at thefestival.bc.ca. Um, and you can also call the office if you've got questions or email the main info line. Phone the main info line, find email at accessibility at the festival. The festival. And it, the Folk Fest is also on Instagram as yes, well. Yes, I think yes. And on I think on Facebook and on Twitter. Yeah, I think there I think we've got all of the social media things if you have it. If if there if it is there, I think they're on it. Is there an act you're really looking forward to or a musician you're really looking forward to this year? Um a little I have I admit I haven't really gone through the list very much um I work a lot on the weekend and so I try not to make too many plans because things come up but I really just enjoy like wandering around and going oh they sound good and then I find my program and go who are they like that's really my favorite thing to do is to just kind of just be there and see who I like see who I like that is one of my favorites is just to walk wander as well yeah i have a list there's two acts jim mm-hmm. byron's and yeah. las hanaferis oh yeah so I I, well definitely i will definitely keep an eye out for those two they're two very different musical mm-hmm. acts 
Yeah. Is there anything we haven't covered that you want to spit out to the the listener? Oh gosh. Um, I don't think so. We've covered a lot. We've we covered did. a lot. Yes. Yes. I should have written a list is what I should have done. One of those things. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kay, for talking with me today. Oh, thanks for having me. It's been fun. This has been the self advocate on CFRO Co-op Radio 100.5 FM with your host, Allison Klein. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Allison Mira. If you missed any part of this show or want to listen to it again, you can find it on Spotify Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. To end out this show, let's put on our theme song, Better Miracle by Kiprios. Kiprios is a Vancouver-based rapper. Even though he doesn't have a disability, the song, Better Miracle, talks about having a better tomorrow, but not a miracle. Enjoy more programming, everyone. Yes, in my 